Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. On this episode, the small council returns for a very exciting conversation. Starring Professor Weasley, of course, with an appearance by, a first appearance by our faithful robot companion, PM3PO. And a very special appearance by my old friend, Shivering Jim. And we talk about a lot of different stuff, including John luc Picard, canopies and biomes, slankets, anxiety blankets, malware, getting old, urination and pee shyness, the strangest places you've urinated, and using bidets. And there's, there's also a wonderful surprise musical performance. So, without further ado, Enjoy the podcast. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. soft serve podcast joining us we have our faithful robot companion pm3po making his first appearance greetings nice to see you 3po it's delightful to be a part of this we love having you here and i'm i'm looking forward to all of the the insight and um witty interjections you're going to make going to be something and we also have my longtime hobo friend shiverin' jim hello Say hello, hello. shiverin' jim hello hello is there anything you want to say um about yourself shiverin' jim to our listeners i would like to say that i don't have any whiskey and it makes me sad I'm drinking enough for the both of us, so don't you worry. Well, glad we're all here, and we have lots of um, stuff to talk about. 
I think um, the first thing I want to talk about is a bit of entertainment news that I think PM3PO might have some things to say about. I recently ran across some information on the interwebs that they're doing another Star Trek series starring Jean-Luc Picard. I wanted to get your thoughts about this. Well, he doesn't look a day older than the last episode he performed in. I would be delighted to see another series with him acting as commander of the Enterprise. Do you think he's going to be on the Enterprise? That's the question I have. When will the show take place? Where will it take place? And will he be commanding the Enterprise? Has any of that been revealed at all? I don't think so. We're speculating. I'm asking you to use your um, incredible microprocessing capabilities to make a prediction about how the show is going to be. Well, I cannot see him as anything other than captain of the Enterprise. So that is probably where he will reside. I disagree. I think it's going to be... He's going to be in retirement, I think, sitting in a captain's retirement home somewhere with Janeway. Possibly roommates in an assisted living facility. What about Kirk? Yeah. That's interesting. Where would Kirk be? <laughs> well, Kirk Kirk would have his own room. He definitely wouldn't have a roommate. I believe Kirk has perished. He is no longer alive in the series. No, but they do time travel now, so they could bring Kirk back. I think Kirk would be rooming with Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. This would be one expensive series to produce. Cisco. Please stop playing your smooth jazz so loud. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I think that would be the best Star Trek series ever. Yes. Um, and it would be worth the expensive uh, production budget, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be on the Enterprise because don't they already have that other show? on um, CBS All Access where they have the Enterprise. And it's going to be too confusing to people. I think it almost has to be something else. Mm, I would love if they brought back Seven of Nine. I would definitely tune in. <laughs> That's what do you like about Seven of Nine? <laughs> he is, uh, he's very in shape. Really. I have a feeling, though, they're not going to put her in one of those um, bodysuits that they used back in the 80s to get um, um, to get viewers to entice viewers to watch the show I haven't seen no. any pictures of her recently but I think she's she's around 79 now <laughs> change her name to 79 yes. <laughs> that's fine um, and Janeway we need Janeway in some way in this show uh, she's off busy doing uh, Orange is the New Black really so oh that's right she's red in Orange is the New Black uh, nobody does raspy old lady like her <laughs> she's fantastic alright yeah so I'm looking forward to this I actually was thinking this could be enough to get me to subscribe to CBS All Access, and I think that's what they want. 
they want you specifically to subscribe? Yes, they've been they've been calling me daily, asking me to subscribe. They've been saying, um, "Sawtooth, um, why isn't um, isn't what's that new show called? Star Trek something? Star Trek: The Redundancy." Yeah. <laughs> uh, what it is. Yeah, I even forget the name of the stupid thing. Um and it, so I'm not subscribe I'm not subscribing based on that current show with um the woman from The Walking Dead in it. So um but this one this might get me. What to happened- see John Luke but go what, ahead. What happened to the one with uh, the guy from Quantum Leap in it? Oh, uh, Scott Bakula? Yes. <laughs> that was in the past. That was distant past. So we have a lot of timelines going on here. Yeah, I see. I was picturing him being on the Captain Re- Retirement Show, Captain Retirement Home Show, and uh, like the other, <laughs> all the other captains making fun of him. Yeah, they put they put um, they put Ben Gay in his slippers. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> Short sheet in bed. Jane Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short sheet is bed. Yeah. I um I wanna see Captain Picard say his his catchphrase. He's got multiple catchphrases, but specifically I need to see him and hear him say Earl Grey Hunt. One last well, not one last time, multiple times. I think you know, he... every time I drink Earl Grey, I think of him. <laughs> <laughs> Do robots drink tea? Constantly. It's very lubricating, believe it or not. <laughs> too much information. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited about this news. Yes. Engage. Make it so. Mm. Right, anything anything else we want to say about Star Trek? Very excited for it. I think they've never topped the uh, Saturday morning cartoon version. Wait, there was a Saturday morning cartoon of Star Trek? There was a Saturday morning cartoon of Star Trek when I was a kid. How did I miss that? Oh, was that like a Kirk, Spock, and Bones oh, type of yes. cartoon? Yeah, you should look it up on YouTube. It's very, very cheesy. Does that top Leonard Nimoy singing Bilbo Baggins, though? Nothing will ever top Leonard <laughs> Nimoy singing the ballad of Bilbo Baggins with buxom elf maidens cavorting behind him on camera. <laughs> Everything that man does is magic. <laughs> Speaking of um, Leonard Nimoy, are you aware of this um, this character Zachary Kinto? Yeah, he's trying he's trying to steal Leonard Nimoy's identity. Mm. How so? Um, okay, there's the whole. Um, I'm a Leonard Nimoy looking guy, so I'm gonna do Star Trek. Okay, that's an obvious one, but he's taken a step too far in um, in trying to erase Leonard Nimoy. Zachary Kinto is starring in a In Search of reboot. Oh. Wow. Are you familiar with In Search of PM3PO? No, explain. 
So, In Search of was a show on in the 70s that Leonard Nimoy hosted where he explored um, all sorts of mysteries. So, like Bigfoot, Area 51, the Loch Ness Monster, and all of these other um, popular and even ancient myths. Um, It was like a half-hour show. It's one of the things that made me fall in love with... um, um, things like um, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster, cryptozoology in general. It always there's a lot of cryptozoology episodes. Um, it was just Leonard Nimoy running around investigating things. But so now this guy is going to take his place, essentially. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically, he's now he's got his own in search of show. So. He's trying to steal Leonard Nimoy's identity, and I, for one, don't like it. Is he going to sing the ballad of Bilbo Baggins, though? <laughs> he better, because mm. we need we do need a reboot of that. Although I think it will be darker and edgier <laughs> somehow, mm, like a goth version of Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Have you heard? Wait. 3PO, you said you're not familiar with the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, right? No, it was the show you were referring to. I have heard the ballad before. It was very delightful. Let's see if we can pull it up here, just for a sample. Please do. I don't know if this is going to come through. It's not the same without the visual, but... uh... I'm sure we'll still enjoy it. Well, I'm not going to play too much of that because I don't know if it's actually coming through. And I don't want um, the estate of Leonard Nimoy to sue us for playing the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. I think this falls under fair use. Yeah, yeah. Um, A small clip, at least. Although I'm still still insufficiently um, experienced with all of this to know whether or not that worked. So this will be a test. As a copyright lawyer, I can tell you you're in the clear. Thank you, um, Esquire (laughs) Shivering Jim. So that's it. We've exhausted. um, We've exhausted Star Trek. We've exhausted Leonard Nimoy. Anyone have anything else to say about this? About those two topics? No. Let's carry on. I agree. Okay. Well, because you are my my esteemed guests this evening, I want to give you an opportunity to raise your own topic before I go to my many, many, many waiting topics to discuss. I have a very long list. Well, we talked. <laughs> oh, crickets. man. <laughs> I don't like crickets. So we I don't like them. Oh, crickets? Yes. What don't you like about crickets? I don't know. They scare me. Their sound, their chirping. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I kind of like crickets. I find them to be a relaxing sound. 
Crickets are okay. Cicadas are incredibly obnoxious, though. What are cicadas? They're mm. they're very very loud. Now, don't cicadas cicadas are only a problem every seven years, though, right? Don't they have some kind of weird migrato- migratory pattern? Um. As a uh, professor of, uh, of biology, etymology, <laughs> I believe, it's one of your many degrees. As a professor of both etymology and entomology, I can I can confirm that's correct. They have a uh, a fourteen year life cycle where they spend seven years underground and then they uh, spend. Uh, uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. That sounds about right. <laughs> so you don't like you don't like them. This is one of the insects you don't like I, crickets? I I like crickets. Crickets, yes. I mean cicadas. Cicadas, no. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I got confused. I got my crickets and cicadas confused. Mixed up. They are really cool looking though. Have you ever seen one? They're gigantic and monstrous. I have seen them. You know, they 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 live in the canopy, don't they? I think so, yeah. I um 3PO, could what what, what do you think about uh, creatures that live in the canopy? <laughs> I think they should not be trifled with. The canopy is very high and they would have the high ground in any situation. Now, I seem to remember a recent conversation with you, 3PO, where you were unaware of what a canopy was, <laughs> and you even um, you, you, you denied its existence even as a uh, biome. I don't believe that was me you were referring to. Oh, okay. I kind of thought it was you. I deny the existence of all biomes. Biomes as a concept itself is invalid. We should live in a biome-free society. Exactly. <laughs> I like some biomes. The indoors Which is the only biome that I approve of. Yeah. Um, the air-conditioned biome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the air-conditioned um, flush toilet hot running water biome. Yeah, you know, the... Um, the the amazing and engaging stomping Jen who could only be improving this podcast right now um, <laughs> impossible despises <laughs> despises the air conditioning biome hmm why is that despises uh, uh, she claims that it makes her cold that's well the- <laughs> it is chilled air that's the whole point. <laughs> Well, it, it's not necessarily to make one cold, it's to make one less hot. Mm. Which would essentially be cold. I mean, um, the weather that we've been having here in the Northeast is um, more like um, Costa Rica than it is um, one of these um, Northeastern states. Agreed. Um, it feels like a rainforest. We're living in a rainforest. Yeah, it, it is. Well, so back to the canopy. Um, one of the things that the reason I was thinking about the canopy and cicadas is there's another creature that lives up in the canopy uh, called the northeastern tree frog. Mm. And there's like um, like thousands of those fuckers up there. 
Um, and they come down to mate. And did I ever tell you this story? One night, um, a couple years ago, we captured a couple of female northeastern tree frogs. And we were keeping them, we, we were going to keep them as pets. So we put them in these little plastic, um, like uh, critter critter baskets. It's You're meant to keep like small animals in them. And we put them out on our three season porch. And our three season porch has these um, three very large glass windows that kind of look out onto the yard, which is surrounded by woods and canopy. So we leave these frogs out there. Um, the the sun sets and Stomping Jen and I were sitting around watching TV. Then all of a sudden we heard this horrible shrieking noise. And I, I, I'm not going to attempt to replicate it, but it was like... <clears throat> oh, God, I shouldn't have tried that. Um, Have another swig of whiskey there. Yeah, this horrible, horrible shrieking noise. And we flip on the lights to the three season porch. And what do we see? Dozens of male northeastern tree frogs plastered against the glass windows, um, writhing around and ejaculating frog sperm all over the windows. What? Because uh, they were trying to get they were trying to get in and mate with the female tree frogs. And they were whipped up into some kind of horrible mating frenzy. That is horrifying. How many frogs do you think there were? Uh, at least 35. I have a very yeah. important question about this. Yep. <laughs> Who had to clean the frog ejaculate off the window? This is one of the benefits of having a dog. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. You forced him to lick it? She went out there and... That's right. The next morning, there was no frog semen on the windows. Wow. Has she No, I use a I use a hose. Oh, okay. And the dog. In case the MSPCA is listening to this. <laughs> right. No animals were harmed in the taping of this broadcast. No animals ingested frog semen in the taping of this podcast. Yeah. Um so I think my point is um there's lots of horrible, terrifying shit up there in the canopy that we don't know about. <laughs> which is why um which is why i think they should cut down more trees and put in solar installations why solar well if you're going to remove the trees in the horrible creatures that live in the canopies then you might as well do something useful with the land like put in solar Mm. what would you do 3po farmland would be nice Something technical as well, but not solar. Something Maybe a landing strip. A landing strip. For yes. um, alien aircraft, would you say? It's possible if that's what was desired. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. It sounds like you're receiving some sort of signal. <laughs> you were malfunctioning there for a moment, 3PO. Okay. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so um, what else do you what what else what else do you guys want to talk about here? Hmm. Well, shivering Jim, after hearing your voice and listening to your name, why do they call you shivering? I have a uh, I have a very low threshold for hypothermia. Oh, you would not do well in the air conditioning biome. <laughs> I, I, I have to be careful with the air conditioning. Mm. Or you would need a big blanket. Like a slanket. Have you a seen that? <laughs> yes. It's like a blanket with sleeves. Yes, I it's have seen this. Three- I own one. 3PO, you do you do own a slanket? I do. It's very comfortable and very heavy. Do you do you actually wear the slanket? Sometimes, not at the moment, since it, like you said, is summer up here in the great northeast. But in the winter, yes, it's lovely. Have you ever seen these blankets? Um, I forget exactly what they're called. They're like called anxiety blankets. They're these like mm. super heavy blankets. Yeah. That. If you have anxiety, you're supposed to put on you. They'll weigh like 40 pounds. Ah, yes. I've heard of one. I was thinking about it. Not for anxiety, but for just for the nice feeling of being wrapped up in a big cocoon. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something robots enjoy? That would feel, you know, when you're nice and tight. You can experience like a baby wrapped and swaddled. I don't like being wrapped up tightly. Well, have you ever been wrapped up tightly? Yes, I don't like it. <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> what, what were the circumstances in which you were wrapped up tightly? Well, I'm not. I'm not permitted to speak about that. But <laughs> hmm, perhaps a video then. <laughs> <laughs> a video may or may not exist. Did this have anything to do with the Night of the Frog Seaman? <laughs> Possibly. Let's change the topic. Wow. That is very it's make, scary. It's making me uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable. It's making me more comfortable. <laughs> now all I can think of is cocoons. <laughs> So the movie cocoon. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that those blankets, uh, they, I think they originally became popular because they're effective with uh, kids on the autism spectrum. Calms them down. Hmm. So maybe that's why you don't enjoy them because you have. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm. I've got a. I'm on the spectrum somewhere. I doubt it. I have trouble making eye contact. Hmm. That's something. Hmm. Do you have repetitive movements? Hmm. Unusual obsessions for cataloging things and counting things? I have those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have those. 
I love to catalog. <laughs> what, what do you like to catalog? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. I love lists and organizations and charts. Mm. I do like lists. Mm. Although I... Ri- day without a good list. I wouldn't say I like to... I don't know. I don't like to catalog things. No. I don't like that. I don't like to cat. I don't like yeah. I don't like to categorize or label or put things into buckets. Well, it's like a list of lists. <laughs> it's like a list of lists. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I do use um, the flagging function in Outlook. <laughs> is that something? That is a clear sign of being on the autism spectrum. Is that in the DSM four? Number one on the the list in the DSM four. Oh, well, you might be honest. <laughs> Actually, I think you listen. It, I think you just have social anxiety. Well, I well, social, social, or just anxiety in general. Interesting. Let's, this is getting uncomfortably personal. Let's all diagnose each other. <laughs> well, <laughs> how do we diagnose a robot? I have to hook him up to one of those code scanner things that they give you for cars. Will that work? It could. I, I have a port for that. I think he might have some malware. That's my diagnosis. Mm, malware? <laughs> it's pronounced malware. I pronounce it malware. Like a French person would. No, I say, I say, I say, um, I say malware. That's the correct way to. That's the correct way to pronounce it. Listen, we're all IT professionals here, but I believe I have seniority. Why do you believe that? Because I'm old. <laughs> I'm turning fifty next year. Oh, are you for real, um, Shiverin? I, I'm for real. Jim? Yes, I'm turning fifty next year. Really? Are you having any kind of uh, party? Um, like a a farewell party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, uh, entering um, entering the last third of your life party. Sure, a, it's time to cast him adrift on uh, on an ice floe. It's time to prepare for retirement. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, how's that going? Well, I might have to move in with you guys. You know, um, you can stay in the um, the frog semen porch. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to uh, regretfully decline that. No, it's fun out there. You get to hear them shrieking and watch their cloacas spasming <laughs> as they eject semen. I did not know we were going to be discussing spasming cloacas on this podcast. <laughs> any, it's a very delightful. <laughs> any, anything's game. Anything is game. Interesting. I've done some retirement planning, some, but I don't feel I don't feel prepared to retire. Like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna work until I die. You know, I'll be uh, at some point. You know, at work I'll be outnumbered by all of the young people, and I'll, I'll have to move on from my current job and they'll end up driving car parts around for AutoZone or Napa. You know what would be nice? Spend time in a library. 
Hmm. Cataloging books. <laughs> you you love you do love cataloging. You know it's very thera- therapeutic. You should try it. I'm surprised that a robot enjoys books. I would have thought it would be all electronic communication. Well, it's all information at its core, so mm. that is an interest. You like to consume information. Mm. I do on a daily basis. Right now I'm multitasking as we speak. What you know, speaking of I, speaking of medical condition. Oh, go ahead, I, Shiver and Jim. I just am very curious and also a little trepidatious about what he's multitasking at. <laughs> you did That's mention you did ask earlier about repetitive motions. <laughs> I will admit wearing pants (laughs) but that's not really surprising for a robot well i do dress you know like you know a normal person to blend in but when i'm at home in the confines of my fortress of solitude here i remove my pants what does a robot's home look like i'm right now in a little box (laughs) (laughs) oh is that um is that is that the giggle of Professor Weasley? Has he arrived? Do we have another guest? I, I, it is. Oh well. Is. Um, once again, um, characteristically late. Mm-hmm. As all professors right. are. Say um, say hello, That's Professor right. Weasley. Hello, Professor <laughs> Weasley. Uh, a little bit of humor. <laughs> 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 and. Um, PM3PO is here, and um, my 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 old my old um, hobo companion Shiverin Jim. Hello, hello, Shiverin. Should we recap for Professor Weasley? Um, sure. So, yep. So far, Scott Bakula. So far, uh, yep. uh, John Luke Picard. We talked about canopies and biomes. We talked about spasming cloacas. Yep, uh, frog semen, slankets, anxiety blankets, malware, getting old. Malware. Ma- no, malware. Malware. It's malware. Uh, you're you're outnumbered, Shiverin, Jim. Hmm. It's malware. No, I um, I was about. So I ran into a problem today. I, I wanted to uh, kind of kind of related to that, but not not that specifically. Um, so I drink a gallon of water a day, right? Which means I need to pee a lot. Which means I make frequent trips to the bathroom um, to empty my bladder. Do you do this for health reasons or just because you like to? Um. It's another excuse for him to hold on. And 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 mostly uh, so I don't have to be at my desk. So I get up and pee a lot. I see. So are you one of those people that walk around with those giant jugs? No, I don't use jugs. I only uh, I only dispense water into one liter bottles or smaller. Mm. I'm very conscientious right. about the the, the size of the um, the vessel. <laughs> Okay. With a big straw. 
Okay, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So today, I had to pee really bad, and I should have been able to walk into the bathroom and relieve myself. So I, 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 I get up from my desk, I walk briskly down the hall, and push open the bathroom door. And I'm, you know, in my mind, I can see myself getting over to the urinal. I go over the top of the pants. I don't unzip. Thank or unbutton. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing it, that. Did anybody else go over the over the top, or do you unbutton or unzip? Nope. I'm in agreement. Depends on this. Depends this on was... the urgency. Actually, wait a minute. So you don't unzip to then go over the top? No, I just I just go I just go right over the top. What are your pants like? So whatever size is too big. <laughs> <laughs> I've got enough room to be able to. I've got enough room in the waistband to be able to accomplish that. Hmm. You know what it is that 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 um he's hung like a like a horse and he just unfurls. Uh, over if the that top. was true, he would have to unzip. This is ridiculous. Anyways, this this is not what this is about. So um so I'm in there, I'm ready to pee, and just as I'm about to feel the stream of urine break through my urethra i see a shoe in the stall right in front of the urinal and my bladder and urethra snap shut like a bear trap (laughs) and i can't pee has this happened to you before it's it's i'm pee shot it happens to me all the time wow You're gonna break something internal. Does this ever has this ever happened to you? Is, are any of you all? I'm not obviously not PM three PO. Absolutely. Oh no, I uh, I will but, I will pee anywhere anytime. Really? Yes. I agree. So you've never experienced um, pee shyness? Never. Interesting. Neither have I. In fact, I was somehow convinced this was a more ubiquitous problem. I was just reading about uh, the uh, the pissoirs of uh, Paris. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Who are the pissoirs of the Paris? The pissoirs of Paris. So, back in the 1800s, when the Industrial Revolution was getting going, there were lots of men in Paris who would go to and from work every day. And uh, sometimes they had to go a long way and they would walk. Um, And there were not a lot of women out doing this stuff because it was the 1800s. So So is the pissoir like a homeless person? The the pissoir is a public urinal, but it's like out in the open. There'd be like, uh, like a metal thing around it about waist high but uh that was like the only thing shielding the person from people walking by on the street you just walk into the pissoir and relieve yourself and keep walking on your way to and from work and uh this is there's still some of these i don't know if there's still some sitting around but um the city of paris has recently decided that they have a problem with people just peeing on the street now and uh so they've they're trying to bring back the pissoirs. They've but aren't these um, they're like single use like pissoirs, right? Not single use, but um, single engagement type of pissoirs. They're like these like jugs you walk up to. Yes, 
And you, I saw an article about this. Yeah. So the old-fashioned ones were were group pissoirs, a, a social oh a social God. occasion. You'd gather around the pissoir with your comrades on the way to work. But the uh, the new ones that they're putting in are single use. You just walk up to the MP. I don't find um, I don't find urination to be a social event. I I can tell this would be a nightmare for you, wouldn't it? It would be horrifying. In fact, one of my I think one of my earliest, not earliest, but an early traumatic memory of mine is going to uh, Fenway Park with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and his grandfather when we were like in third or fourth grade. And I remember him taking us to the bathroom and, um, you know, I was, I was expecting urinals, which is bad enough, mm-hmm. right? When you have pee shyness, but you walk in and lining the walls are just these um, large metal troughs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That men are just mm-hmm. um, congregating around, um, you know, holding hot dogs and beers <laughs> and pretzels with one hand and, um, you know, their junk with the other and just urinating and eating and talking. I've used these before. Mm. I'm fine with them. It was horrifying. You mean you've run simulations? <laughs> oh, what? Like, I go out in public and I uh, visit these establishments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like when we go to. I like. <laughs> you like what? I like when I go to. Uh, I've gone to sporting events where where there's mm-hmm. urinals, right? And so people people line up like you know five, six, seven uh, individuals deep, like in sort of these open lines and then there's always the one guy who sort of stands up against the wall where there's no urinal and just let it lets it rip because there's so many people that you don't really no one realizes that there's no urinal there are you saying that this person pisses against the wall jesus christ yes (laughs) yeah yeah, well, when you have to relieve yourself, you have to. I once did it on a, a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> on a school bus? I did. And it was, yes. Well, it was, yes, a school bus. It was a school bus filled with people. It wasn't. It wasn't full. <laughs> it was like one of those buses that carried you back from a bar. I was on it once and full of liquid, and I had to let it all. So out. it was like a party bus. Correct. Good yeah, I think they plan. expect that to happen on those things. They probably well, hose those things out. I would hope they did because it trickled. Oh, oh my god! How drunk were you? I mean, how I malfunctioning was, were you? I was very intoxicated, in your terms. Did anyone remark on the fact that you had just urinated all over the floor? No. It was very dark, so you couldn't even tell. So I was in the back and just silently did it. Ah, that... So no, So you just tried to... Who, who were you with? Were you with family members? Were you with friends? No. This was during, you know, college years in, in your terms. <laughs> <laughs> was it at a, um, what we would call a... a a college year, so it wouldn't have been a bachelor party. No, it wouldn't. It was just an outing, like one of those things you do when you're a senior, you know. Interesting. 
but yes, it was very dark and we were, you know, there would be shuttles back to the, the college campus in the evening and, and I was on that shuttle with several other people, but they didn't notice and I really had to go. I could not hold it in. That, um, that's disturbing. I mean, what you couldn't talk to the bus driver and say, hey, can you pull over real quick and just let me there piss on no the side time. of the road? Nope. I did not care. It was coming, and it was just when I it, it, I couldn't stop it. Interesting. You drink a gallon a day, and I just let out a gallon that night. <laughs> <laughs> so so as, a, as a robot um, that consumes fluids for lubrication throughout the day, you only urinate in the evening. Well, no, I frequently do it to appear normal. I see. And so you don't experience this phenomenon of pee shyness? Absolutely not. I've been to uh, what you were saying, what, baseball games? Yes, I've been to those and I have used the trough and, you know, I don't mind at all. Ah, oh, the trough is my worst nightmare. I mean, you know, when you have to go, you have to go. <clears throat> yeah, my bladder would probably explode before I was able to urinate into a trough. I'll be honest. Mm, you could really damage something internally there. What the hell is that? Yeah, it sounds delightful. It does sound very nice. I don't know. If it's Weasley, I'm going to mute him and kick him. Oh. Well, you know, he's a professor. Oh, apologies. They... Apologies. I, I, I tend to play on my piano in my office from time to time. Very nice. Wow. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you play on your piano, Professor Weasley? I, I play a little jazz from time to time. Are you a pianist? <laughs> a pianist? <laughs> As some might say, I thought, I thought that I thought that punchline would be appropriate <laughs> given the topic. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. I apologize. I just, I just get my fingers start to get itchy, and so I, I just let loose on the on the ivories from time to time. Are you classically trained? I am. In um, what style? The left-handed style. It's a very uncommon, uncommon technique. Mm -hmm. mm, sounds very. My piano is is a sort of backwards. So instead of going from from uh, uh, deep notes to the higher notes, it's flipped to make it easier for left-handed people to play. It's a very right-handed world. Are you are you left-handed, Professor Weasley? I am. I didn't know that. In fact, when <laughs> when I uh, relieve myself, that's the hand that I use. I was going to say I thought I was detecting you were talking about piano as referring to your penis. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody reprogram this robot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, I was expecting a little more um, 
um, solidarity and um, um, people being able to relate to my my problem. But I guess I'm alone no, you're, here. No, you're a freak. That's Interesting. Like a mutant. I think I'm going to have to bring this up in therapy. You may have to. I wonder how you could turn this around and make it a positive. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually very common. Yeah, is it? I think not on this podcast, but in in the world, it's quite <laughs> common. Interesting. Well, um, yes, I'm sure you're not the only human that you know, has this problem. Do you mean human? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I can't believe how much we've discussed here. I don't know how you're going to do the intro. Oh, I'm keeping a list, actually, as we go along. It's got to be Oh, a list, you say. Uh, you you want to help me with the list, PM3PO? You said you like making lists. I do. I can organize it. Now, what what do you think I could do to solve this problem I have of pea shyness? Usually, you know, when someone has an issue like that, I would say do more of Right, it. so, so exposure therapy. Yes. You should just at, at any time. This is this is something you should do. You should at any time <laughs> and do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you should start. You should start at, at home so that you 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 know you if you feel like you're in the kitchen when you're in the kitchen you feel I have to go you just go ahead and do that in the sink. Yeah, exactly. Start. I think it's a good mm. start. That is I, a often good, do, like, I often do that in a at, kitten at, to older kittens. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to do it slowly, you know, and work Hold up on. to more people. Professor Weasley, I think, was about to say he's urinated in his sink before. Oh yes! Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that. I mean that that leads to an interesting, I think, question. What is the strangest place you've urinated? Or sorry, I don't want to say strange. I don't want to judge your urination in the sink. Maybe there were good reasons for it. Um, so what is the most um, um, non-toiletish place you've urinated? You know, I will I will second the sink and the bus, of course. Yeah, like yeah. Three <laughs> PO. Yeah, you urinated on the bus. You told us about that. Mm-hmm. But I also did the sink one day. Yes, but when you did the sink, is that that you did the sink or that you urinated at the sink? No, urinated. No, uh, okay. no what, why, why, I'm, I'm curious, Professor Weasley, why you urinated in the sink and not the toilet? Well, because sometimes I just, I get lazy and I just want to stand there and do that in the sink. I don't know. Mm, maybe, it's, maybe it's something maybe it's a fetish who knows I like to do that at my friends houses too mm-hmm. right next in to their tooth, toothbrushes and stuff mm, so the the bathroom sink or have you urinated in your kitchen sink let's see have I urinated in my kitchen sink 
I'm think he's sure saying that he's urinated in your bathroom sink. Yes, that's exactly right. I was trying to be... No, oh, no, in his, his kitchen, kitchen sink. sink. That's, yeah. that's... <laughs> I think I've hit all the sinks in that establishment. <laughs> and the back of the minivan. I'm, 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 going to the, I'm going to the Amazon cloud cams. <laughs> oh, mine were before those were installed. Mm-hmm. Now, in all seriousness, let's talk about. I have. I just have a question. Sure. Because I grew up in in uh, in uh, not in the United States, or not in the in the okay. stateside, and I grew up with a bidet. Can we talk about bidets I, for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. I've never used a bidet. A bidet is heaven on your bum hole. Uh, I think Shiver and Jim has lived abroad and might have some experience with bidets. I, I bet that's why they call him Shiver and Jim. No, we've established that already. Oh, okay. I'll have to go he, back then. He gets chilly. Mm. Just like the bidet. I think we might have lost think- Shiver and Jim. I was just going to say that. He didn't respond to the bidet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone. He's gone flatlined. He's flatlined. Yeah, we lost That's him. That's too bad. Yeah, he was, um, he was He was exciting there for a while. He was. He would have added. He had a lot but to I've, say. I guess, All right, so I tell guess, us more about the bidet, Professor Weasley. So the bidet is essentially an opposite toilet, right? The toilet goes down, water come, water goes away. Right. But the bidet shoots a streaming shot of waterly heaven right into your nether regions. Okay. And so having grown up with that, you know, after you go number number two, you wipe and you do that. But then you sit on the bidet and then you sort of you, you use the water and you – uh, you sort of rinse off, and if you want to use some soap, you can use some soap and get in all the little sort of crevices that, that, that you need, right? Wait, so it's like a mini shower? It's like a up upward shower that's built into a little toilet. That's disgusting. It's fantastic. Hmm. Imagine the germs. You know what it's like? It's like a liquid cooling mechanism for your <laughs> CPU. It's like yeah, that. but that... Every other person has done this, and it's splattered onto it. So well, I mean, the bidet is the the bathroom is you know you only use it, and maybe your family uses it. It's a very private event. It's not in a public bathroom, but you might have one in the in in your bathroom, right? There's the toilet, the sink, and the bidet. Anyways, the point being that I grew up from very young, getting used to a very clean took us. Uh, trunk yes that's right i like i like it to be not just you know wiped well but washed it's like a it's like a nice shiny waxed car Hmm. you know that that right out of the car wash feeling and uh and i have a hypersensitivity to that so the so so at this point and the reason why i bring this up is that Living stateside, there's no bidet. But more often than not, after I go and use number two, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll either hop on the sink. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh, yeah. This is great. 
this is great. Or I'll sit with my butt overhanging the toilet. No, the bathtub, and then I'll do it there. Usually there. But that's and there's a whole setup. Like you, you, you drape a towel. He's back. Side. I'm back. He's back. Shivering Jim is back. I wonder if uh-huh. we. I wonder if we lost all of his previous um, stuff. We'll see. At the end, I'm we're getting, almost at the end. So you just I'm missed. Getting, yeah, go ahead. I'm getting a warning that my VoIP connection to Shivering no, Jim has failed. So I'm not sure that he's here. He's here. I hear him. You actually get a warning? Yeah, I don't hear him. I hear him. You I do? Can, yeah, I can hear him too. That's weird. Is Professor Weasley having trouble as well? So give us, give us yeah, the uh, He's not having trouble, but he can't right. hear you. Oh, he can't hear me? Yeah. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay. But you you made you came you you came in on the 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 part where Professor Weasley was telling us that because he misses um, the bidets he grew up with, he <laughs> likes to use the bathroom sink or the, <laughs> the the tub as his bidet. That's right. That's right. And it's not like I'm splashing around. This is a very targeted, very under control situation. You know, you, you, I think uh, PM three PO just malfunctioned with my mention. <laughs> I um, you know, I I think I'm probably okay with the tub, right? Because people, you know, they don't engage with um, tub water the same way they tend to engage with the sink and sink water. Mm. I'm not. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say that I'm going to clean your butthole. I'm just cleaning my own. Now, is this is this behavior you um, confined to your own residence, or will you do this wherever you go? I will most likely do this um, in 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 most places. Except, how how about this? I'll do this where I where I'm staying. So maybe at a hotel or my my house, or um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if there's like a family bathroom and I need to take care of business, then I'll, I'll adjust my approach and I'll just take a bunch of paper towels and wet them and do it mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. instead of sitting on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the sink. And what, I mean, and what do you do with the paper towels afterwards? I put them in the trash. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that actually. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, sh- I, I mean, I share your preference for a cleaner undercarriage. <laughs> and I mean, I usually take care of that situation by, sh- by showering um, immediately when there's one, one, one available to me. So the other thing is that, that mm. I need, you know, like I have very long uh, pubis hair. <laughs> Interesting. Is it curly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like straight. So, do your hairs have? Are they have multiple curls in them, like a spring? Yes, yes. Not like, like not like, not like kinky hair, but definitely curly. Huh. Like and an long. You know, I've I've been known to grow like four inch hair. Why do you bring this up? Well, because <laughs> because in order to. In order to maintain a, a decent undercarriage, 
you I can't have that much down mm. there. So I, I have to right. you know maintain my situation. And I often maintain my situation. So are, is does your shit come out somewhere near your pubic hair? Because I'm well, pretty sure I have pubic hair on my um, I have pubic hair on my butt crack as well. That's what I'm getting to. I see. I but that's called your yeah, your butt, butt crack, crack isn't your pubis. So that's not technically pubis hair. Well, I don't know what do you call it. Um, it's the same. It's, to me. it's like a happy trail. Ta- your ass hair is probably the clinical term. <laughs> it all tastes the same to me. <laughs> mm, so you've been told, right? Say again? So you've been told, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. Um... <laughs> so I have a whole ritual situation mm-hmm. down there. So the cleaner I am, you know, in terms of in terms of uh, a nice tight high and tight down there the cleaner i i can get with my with my paper and the less work one needs to do with with the uh uh you know clean up afterwards in the in in my friends houses sinks and things like that oh boy um <laughs> i think i'm canceling all future um, visits for Professor Weasley to my abode. I can't. Oh, well, listen. That was a long exclamation! Exclamation! Ex- I can't even say that word. Well, explanation. He's malfunctioning. Well, listen. I um. I think that's a perfectly good place to end this um. This episode of the Small Council. Would you care? Yeah, would you care uh, for me to to send us off with a little soft jazz on the uh, piano? Would, would you like to? Would you like to? I, ha, I mean, I have a standard podcast outro, but that could lead into um, your 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 soft jazz could lead into the standard podcast outro. That's fine. <laughs> but before we do that, Professor Weasley, I'll just ask you to pause one moment. Um, I want to thank. Um, Shiverin' Jim for joining us, and also uh, PM3PO. Thank you. It's been a delight. Um, I really enjoyed having you here, 3PO. And, um, of course, um, Professor Weasley. Um, If he's not late, he's not here. Uh, But when he shows up, when he shows up, he gives it his all. And I I (laughs) I think the kids... And they wash up afterwards. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The kids enjoy his stories of cleaning his his butt in the sink. Mm -hmm. And their um, sink. So that's going to do it for um, this episode of Soft Serve. Um, Weasley, um, take us out. That's nice. It's very soothing. Oh, 3PO, PM3PO likes it. Almost as soothing as a nice warm bidet. (laughs) (laughs) Are they warm? I, I assume so. I've actually never used one. I'm enjoying this. All right. Bye, everyone.
Good evening, my fellow Americans. America knows that this world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity, and that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed 